Welcome to Firefox News Online, the world's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules apply. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated. In the chat room at any rules apply. If you commit to these no acts, personal attacks, you will be removed from the chat room, and your chat will be deleted. Also, if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. This is a roundtable discussion broadcast, so please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, education, and news reporting. Firefox News Online Productions and the News Division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. The views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of myself and those who join me, and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. And now, it's time for Firefox News Online. to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And now, America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. President Trump leaves Walter Reed, returns to the White House, 
and sends out a short video message. I'm George Sensor. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. It is now time, as you just heard, for Talking Points. President Trump left Walter Reed Hospital around 6.30, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, where he returned to the White House, and yes, he even sent out a video message. I've got the audio from that message, and I'll play it for you. Well, hell, I'll play it for you right now. I just left Walter Reed Medical Center, and it's really something very special. The doctors, the nurses, the first responders, and I learned so much about coronavirus. And one thing that's for certain, don't let it dominate you. Don't be afraid of it. You're going to beat it. We have the best medical equipment. We have the best medicines, all developed recently. And you're going to beat it. I went. I didn't feel so good. And two days ago, I could have left two days ago. Two days ago, I felt great, like better than I have in a long time. I said just recently, better than 20 years ago. Don't let it dominate. Don't let it take over your lives. Don't let that happen. We're the greatest country in the world. We're going back. We're going back to work. We're going to be out front. As your leader, I had to do that. I knew there's danger to it, but I had to do it. I stood out front. I led. Nobody that's a leader would not do what I did. And I know there's a risk, there's a danger, but that's okay. And now I'm better, and maybe I'm immune. I don't know. But don't let it dominate your lives. Get out there. Be careful. We have the best medicines in the world, and it all happened very shortly, and they're all getting approved, and the vaccines are coming momentarily. Thank you very much. And Walter Reed, what a group of people. Thank you very much. Now, there's one thing that he said that I think he was just joking about, you know, just showing that he has a sense of humor. Although I probably, if I were in his position, would not have said it myself. And that is uh, that he's immune to it. (laughs) Uh, Mr. President, that was not a good idea to say, because you know your Democrat enemies are going to use that against you. Those in the mainstream media, those who are in the Democratic Party, same thing, but really who's counting. So he leaves Walter Reed Hospital, returns to the White House. Now, in the video, he was not wearing a mask. You know, I don't think uh, people realize uh, just how very dangerous those masks can be to their health. The only time I put one on is when I'm going into a store. Sitting here in my studio, and it's also my home, uh, let's face the reality I don't wear a mask sitting here unless I have someone coming over, like for maintenance or what have you. Now, here's the thing, okay? I don't wear a mask when I'm walking around town. Nine times out of ten, there's nobody around me for blocks and blocks. And if I see people heading toward me, I'll put my mask on briefly, wait till they're well six feet past me, and then take the mask right off my face unless there's more people around. Now, the reason I do that is because I can't breathe proper in these stupid things. And believe me, it's a question of being able to not only breathe, but being able to prevent the uh, toxification of the blood and possibly vital organs. Now, I'll be honest, and that's the only way I can be, unlike the mainstream media. They don't know how to be honest. But 
Like I said, let me be honest here, folks. Uh, do I like wearing a mask? No. Not unless it's uh, a masquerade party or Halloween. And then I might put on uh, a Joe Biden mask. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. I wouldn't be caught dead wearing a mask like that. Although if I wore a mask like that, I probably would be dead. Dead of embarrassment. I digress. The whole problem with the um, coronavirus pandemic is that there's a lot of misinformation. Now, tonight, right here on this broadcast, uh, I'm going to play a clip from One American News Network. And I want to acknowledge One American News Network as a source of a majority of what I have to present tonight. Um, I think it's important to acknowledge them because they're the only uh, news organization that you can trust anymore. They really are something else. So my hat's off to One American News, especially with this interview. Now, this doctor, and uh, let me just uh, point out very clearly, there is a doctor in California, okay, who successfully cures 1,700 COVID-19 patients. I'm going to play that clip. Now, that's not a misleading clip. That's basically... He says exactly what he did using hydroxychloroquine, the very medicine that many states are not allowing doctors to prescribe. Okay, I get it. You don't want to prescribe something that's going to solve the problem. Well, guess what? This doctor has no problem doing it whatsoever. And I really think it's important that something like this You know, this kind of information gets out there. As it stands right now, there are doctors who placed a video on YouTube. Remember that, folks? I brought this up with my friend Noe a couple of months ago, give or take a month. And it's funny how that video of these doctors, these medical professionals, got taken down by YouTube as misinformation. Now you see why I don't use YouTube, the censoring of conservatives, the censoring of the media is getting out of hand. Believe it or not, conservative voice Mark Levin apparently is not immune to Facebook censoring conservatives. Mark Levin is saying that Facebook has censored his content of late, and I'm not surprised. So there you have that, folks. But getting back to the meat and potatoes of this talking points tonight, let's face the reality here, okay? There's been a lot of things said about President Trump by the left. The Hollywood actors are ramping up their attacks on the president. In fact, one actor in particular that I'm going to mention by name right here, right now, Marina Sirtis, the uh, talented actress who played counselor Deanna Troy on Star Trek The Next Generation, is accusing President Trump of committing a hoax when it comes to COVID-19. You know, that has got to be the lowest blow anybody could ever make. But then again, we're talking about Marina Sirtis. I wouldn't want to know how low she could go. I mean, if you're going to badmouth the president, be prepared to get schooled on how to not badmouth people. 
Okay? But, no, she's accusing the president of committing a hoax, and that's wrong. A lot of these uh, mainstream media journalists are out there saying that he didn't have COVID, it's a hoax, yada, yada, yada. Now, there are actual doctors on the mainstream media, on the left, who are claiming this too. And these are doctors who did not examine President Trump at all. They've had no contact with President Trump, did not make any kind of examination. No medical diagnosis is available on that front. So I don't know where they're getting their brain matter from, but they need to stop their BS. Remember back in 2016 during the campaign how the mainstream media, all of these alleged journalists were saying that President Trump, then candidate Trump, was mentally unfit for the office of president? Well, they better start looking in their own backyard at Joe Biden. He's the one who's mentally unfit. It took Chris Wallace of now, as far as I'm concerned, liberal media, Fox News, to turn around and actually debate with President Trump on Joe Biden's behalf. He became a surrogate debater. So I'm sorry, there is no excuse for any of this nonsense. But when it comes right down to it, hydroxychloroquine is being used to treat patients in California and 1,700 plus have been helped. Okay? I'm not making this up. I'll play the clip for you shortly. But I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are not being told everything. Okay? We're not being told everything. When you hear this clip from this uh, One American News Network uh, interview, you're going to be so impressed with what they put together. I mean, hey, listen, Pearson Sharp, nice job, dude. Got to compliment you. Many kudos. But look, let's face the reality, America. We're not being told everything. They're not going to tell us everything. As far as a vaccine goes, even this doctor says we don't need a vaccine. Maybe President Trump should have a talk with this doctor and get the straight skinny from him rather than Anthony Fauci. Hashtag FFNOP. Hashtag FFNOP. Trend this broadcast all over the globe on social media right now. And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. Oops. I know every time I minimize my uh, software for the the video broadcast, uh, it tends to freeze. At least what you see on the screen. Hello, everybody. And uh, let me just say for the record, let me just say categorically for the record, you are definitely not seeing things. I am actually live. You are not hearing things. I am actually live. Rumors of my being recorded for whatever reason have been greatly exaggerated Again, I don't think anybody said that, so eh, there you go. (laughs) Welcome to Firefox News Online, the only place I know of where you're going to get the street skinny. And boy, have I got a lot of street skinny. But I uh, I got me some clips to play. I've got all kinds of neat stuff to do tonight. And I'm having a difficult time with my eyesight 
tonight. So a lot of the stuff that I need to read is not going to be easy. I'm my eyes have weakened, and I need to go to the eye doctors eventually and uh, get my eyes tested. And uh, of course, uh, doing that, I have to. Hopefully, I'm hoping to get a new pair of glasses because my current prescription is not strong enough anymore. Um, I picked up two pairs, two different strengths, uh, a while back. I couldn't find them for the longest time, but I found them, of uh, reading glasses uh, to help me with being able to see my cell phone and be able to read documents and stuff like that. My eyeglasses are, are still, uh, still good enough for the job, but not the distance part of the lenses. That's the downside. All right. So we are uh, going to do our usual best. Gunslinger, nice say, old boy. How the hell are you? How was your weekend? Wait, I tell you what happened on my weekend, boy. Oh. Ain't too bad. It's uh, holding out here at 67 degrees right now. Ain't too bad. 67 degrees where you is? Yep. Hang on a second now. Well, you're a little warmer than I am. I'm down to... Excuse me a second, folks. It's 56 degrees, but it feels like 59. So you're doing better than me. Yay, Texas. <laughs> but I'm in the Northeast. What do you expect? Um, yeah, the... Um, Oh, by the way, I'm going to play that Mark Dice piece, too, uh, that you posted in the FFNO News and Topic. And, uh, hang on a second. Oh, crud. Uh, bear with me, folks. Just as I was getting ready to start the broadcast tonight, unfortunately, my antivirus on the clip computer decided to to uh, want an update. Now it wants to restart. I told it tomorrow. And it gives me that option. But uh, once I shut down for the night, I won't have to worry about all that. Anyway, so yeah, uh, President Trump, around 6.30, 7 o'clock, give or take a minute, uh, left Walter Reed Hospital, Gunslinger. And um, I, I'm a little dis... I'm a little... I, I'm, no, I'm not a little. I am furious. Never mind disappointed. I am fucking furious with the mainstream media... I am pissed off beyond all recognition with all these Hollywood actors and producers and shit 
that think that they're political pundits, half of them can barely act, and the other half that can open their mouth too much. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Now they're ragging on his health again. Don't Don't they get it? I mean, if they've run out of things to bitch about, leave it the fuck alone. Let the people decide for themselves. You know? There goes the problem. They're not going to leave him alone. Has, have they let him alone? No. The dude could pick his pick his nose wrong. They say, oh, look at him, look at him. He's in bad hell. He's picking his wrong. He's picking his nose wrong. You know, you know they'll do it. Okay, there, there's no doubt about that. Um, I, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, I, these Hollywood idiots—that's exactly what I call them. They're idiots. They're on the far left. What do you expect from the far left? Nothing smart. But they'll they'll do they'll say and do anything, just like they've done in the past. What's surprising you now? I mean, it's it's, it's insanity. I mean, I'm glad he's out. I mean, obviously he's looking pretty good. I seen the video earlier today. So, hey, yeah, he's ready to take on Biden. (laughs) Biden's scared. You know, you, you know he is. Yeah. Well, Gunslinger, let, let me ask you something. Um, did you see the latest Chuck Schumer uh, video that came out today? Because he didn't even have a mask on him, much less in his hand. And he's bitching about the president. Don't do as I do. Do as I tell you. That's the Democrat thought. Go ahead. Well, that's true. I mean, you just said it. You know, uh, it's okay for them, but it's not okay for you. Okay. I mean, uh, <laughs> they—they're well, idiots. I just can't. There's no other word to describe these idiots but idiots. Okay. Uh, when Trump landed at the White House in Marine One. I noticed that the pilot, he was wearing a mask, too. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you noticed that. And when he got off the helicopter, that Marine there that's always salutes or whatever, he had a mask on. <laughs> but Chuck the Smuck, no. Nope. Hmm. What does that tell you? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll tell you something. They, 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 any little thing they can find to attack Trump with, any little tiny thing, if he's standing outside and, he, and he's talking to the press, if he farts, they'll bitch about that. Oh, the president just just, just spread cor- and they'll make they'll make a they'll make up something about it too. Oh, the president's spreading coronavirus. He just farted. I wouldn't put it past him, would you? Well, no, I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put nothing past these son bitches. Okay. Uh, they could say that, you know, Trump is being abducted, abducted by little green men, and they'd probably believe it. Okay, well, better not give me any ideas. <laughs> hmm. Talk me to your leader. Hey, I'm huge. I am the leader. Oh, never mind. 
<laughs> I mean, come on, really? These these clowns, they probably they probably would. Trump got abducted by aliens. They're going to help him win the election. Duh. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, over the course of the weekend, okay, over the course of the weekend, you had communities across the country praying for President Trump and the First Lady. You know, I mean, it was, it was absolutely amazing. And even Governor Mike De- DeWine in Ohio uh, put the following item out there. Let me see if I can get this image up here. Uh, oh, boy. Big boy. Got to see if we can reduce this down to normal. Thank you. The governor of Ohio put, the, put this out there. Whereas on October 1st, the president and first lady of the United States announced they had tested positive for the coronavirus. And whereas Ohio... Let me try that again. Ohioans have long turned to prayer during difficult and trying times as a source of strength and comfort. Now, therefore, we, Mike DeWine and John Houston, governor and lieutenant governor of the state of Ohio, declare Sunday, October 4th, 2020, as a day of prayer for the president and first lady of the United States and for all those who suffer from and have been affected by the coronavirus. Talk about absolutely awesome. That that was that that was really nice of the governor of Ohio to do that. It really was. Um, I I saw that and I, I thought to myself, dude gets two thumbs way up for that one. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But um, it, it's it's surprised. It, it wasn't surprising. I mean, you saw the. I'm sure you saw the videos of the people standing outside Walter Reed, and uh, I was watching uh, Right Side Broadcasting uh, over the weekend, and. You know, watching their their live their live coverage right from Walter Reed. I mean, it was literally, you know, there was literally a lot of people there. There had to, have, I would say, there had to have been about two hundred people uh, just in one day alone, give or take, and give or take a hundred. I mean. If the president couldn't make it to a rally, the rally went to the president. I thought that was pretty cool, Gun. Oh yeah, I seen the I seen the video. I mean, was it yesterday when he went out in his motorcade and went around the block there? You know, hundreds of people out there uh, cheering him on. And so, um, I you know, like I said, I'm glad he's out. You know, and he's going to get back to uh, whooping, you know, Sleepy Joe's ass again, <laughs> just like he did the last time. 
it's just, and they're crying the blue now. They think, oh my God, the COVID didn't get him. Geez, now, now what? You know, I don't think Biden can stand up there again. Uh, it's going to be, unless they put it, dope him up on something. You see how he was mumbling and bumbling and bumbling around last time. Uh, this time, it's going to be 10 times worse. Because I think Trump's going to come back with a vengeance. Go ahead. Yeah, I th- I think you're going to see a, a a lot of people, you know, coming out for Trump come election day. A lot of people, but you know, there's there's a a certain Texas senator who's kind of not. He's kind of. Iffy on on the way he spoke today. I mean, uh, Ted Cruz. I don't know. He 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 must think that they're going to lose. He he he's, he he in one in one in one sentence he's you know he's he, he's confident that there's going to be a win, but then he comes out and he he's not sure. It's like. Make up your fucking mind, will you, dude? And you know the White House, you know, because of the president and the first lady testing positive, they're they're taking every precaution. People are working from home, those that you know that are able to. Uh, you know, and so forth, and 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 it's it's just you know amazing that the mainstream media has to attack every little thing, you know, in regards to this uh, this situation with the president. But he's he's back in the White House, and uh, you know, even the mainstream media went after him over that 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 brief trip outside in the motorcade. One medical professional took to Twitter to say that uh, she would have she done something to, you know, to prevent it and questioned his, uh, his uh, decision-making practices in, in doing that. And I'm like, are you fucking real? Well, to be more, more exact, to be more precise... Let me go to let me go to my Twitter page because as I often do, I responded to it. Let's see here. Let me see if I can find it here. I even re- responded to Mark Dice on on Twitter uh, for, with something he said. Oh, did it not get posted? Did they take it down? 
This is very, very, very bad. Can't find it here. See Dana Loesch. Ah, here it is. Here it is. Dr. Lena Wen decided she was going to uh, make a comment about the president. So I responded to it. And uh, let me see here. Here it is. According to this, I have to increase the size a little bit because I can't really see it. That's better. Why it was that low, I'll never know. If at real Donald Trump were my patient in unstable condition, plus contagious illness, and he suddenly left the hospital to go for a car ride that endangers himself and others, I'd call security to restrain him, then perform a psychiatric evaluation to examine his decision-making capacity. Oh, brother. So I decided I would throw this out there. And you're a quack. You're not a doctor on his case. You're an armchair quarterbacking as a doctor if you're even a doctor at all. Oh, wait. Does that term, you're a quack, mean something? Geez, grow a brain cell and realize that if you're a Democrat, you're on the losing team. So that was my response to this quack. I mean, unfriggin' believable. Now, Mark Dice said the following on Twitter. It's clear the American mainstream media wants President Trump dead. They are beyond being an enemy of the people. They are servants of Satan, enemies of God. And, of course, I responded, Believe me, Mark, I agree with you. And being alternative media, thank God I don't have to worry about too much, except I do support Mr. Trump and my production company endorsed him for re-election, and I guess my editing skills need a little work. (laughs) Beyond that, I got nothing to worry about. But the mainstream media does. Wouldn't you agree? be interesting to see if he responds to it. I doubt it, but if he does, I'd I'd be very surprised. Then, of course, actor James Woods, who is a conservative, put a picture up of Joe Biden and says, the guy with Joe, was he running away in a video recently? And I said to him, I want to ask you something about your fellow actors that are anti-Trumpers. Is there any way to put a sock in their mouths so they can't spew nonsense and lies? People like Marina Sirtis are calling Trump having COVID, a hoax. Mm, 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 mm. 
and this I'll just throw out this last one. Dana Loesch said, I see it's pretend you're a pharmacist week on Twitter. So <laughs> I responded with, not just pretend to be a pharmacist, Dana, but also pretend to be a doctor week on Twitter. Or haven't you noticed all the mainstream media types that are out there, many of them not doctors, commenting on Mr. Trump's hoax of having COVID? Even Hollywood is calling what he had a hoax. And, of course, uh, Representative Jim Jordan, uh, I was going to make that one, the last one the last one, but this is definitely the last one, said, does it seem like the Democrats and the mainstream press are upset that the president is recovering? And I responded with, not just the mainstream media, Mr. Jordan, but the actors in Hollywood, too. They're calling his having contracted COVID a hoax. Marina Sirtis, formerly of Star Trek, the next generation fame, cries this, is, cries this the most. And, <laughs> yeah, I'm, get, I'm, getting, all, I'm getting on Marina Sirtis for, what, for the way, she, the way she's been tweeting lately, anti-Trump crap. And rightly so. I mean, it's ridiculous. So, I got to ask you, Gunn, is it, is it just my imagination or are they so afraid of Trump winning come Election Day that they have to spew everything and anything humanly possible to try and discredit him or try and hurt him in every conceivable fashion? Gun? Oh, Gun, where'd you go? And we lost him on the line. Oh, boy. Hopefully we get him back. I don't know. Well, we lost Gunslinger on the on the line, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what happened, um, but I'm going to um, see about what's going on here and make sure that we are actually broadcasting on uh, on Blog Talk Radio. So you may hear a slight doubling effect. That is, if I can get into my... uh... There we go. Attempting the impossible here. And let's see what we get. Uh Uh-oh. 
Okay. My uh, audio is coming over. And there is Gunslinger. He's back. Okay. Hey, Gun. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, internet dropped out. I didn't hear the question. My internet dropped out. Uh, yeah. No, the... Um, did you hear what I? Some of the stuff I read from uh, from Twitter. Yeah, I heard that. Okay, so it seems like there are people out there who are for President Trump, tweeting all kinds of good stuff and reminding us of just how screwed up the mainstream media really is. But what I can't, uh, but what I'm getting is like that that one person who claims to be a doctor. You know, she's talking about uh, having him psychiatrically evaluated and shit. I mean, what the fuck? We're going back to 2016 all of a sudden. That shit's gonna start again. I mean, she's a fucking quack. Well. <laughs> Anybody that needs to be psychologically evaluated is not Trump. Okay, that's for damn sure. It's Sleepy Joe. He needs to be psychologically evaluated. Okay, but this doctor is probably a lifelong Democrat, probably a liberal. Okay, what do you expect from a liberal Democrat? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna say anything that they can possibly say. It's like 2016. Oh, he's not. He, he needs to be uh, psychologically evaluated. And look at the nuts shit that fucking Biden's doing. Like some bitch need to be psychological. Give me a break. Oh yeah, it's it, it, there's there's definitely some lunacy going on with the left. No doubt in my mind now. Now I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I could probably play one on TV. But in my humble opinion. Anyone who is questioning his sanity needs to stop pointing the finger because what do I keep saying, folks? When you point the finger, you got three fingers pointing back at you. Seriously, it's just that insane. Well, I want to get to this uh, clip that I mentioned earlier uh, with this doctor. Uh, what, again, acknowledging One American News as the source of much of what you'll hear tonight in, in audio clips and so forth, uh, with the exception of Mark Dice, however, um, a doctor in California successfully cures 1,700 COVID-19 patients. I want you to listen very carefully to what, what this doctor is, is saying in this interview. Again, acknowledging One American News as the source. And Gunslinger dropped again. Oh, crap. This poor guy's got internet issues tonight. This poor guy is not getting... I'm serious. He's not getting a break. Uh... I'm going to hold off on playing the clip as long as I can and see if we can get him back. Unbelievable. This poor guy. You know, 
it happens. You know, I, I've had, and I've got a high-speed internet connection, ladies and gentlemen. I do. Um, I have files. And uh, 200 megabits upload and download speeds uh, with a high-speed computer, you know, equals, thank God things work the way they're supposed to. But sometimes we do, you know, I even I run into these kind of issues. Um there are times when you know when 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 Skype drops or it says I got a low connection or some damn thing like that. So what poor gunslinger is going through, you know, with his with his connection right now is is just so unfair. You know, it, it really is. But he's back. Hopefully, you get to stay. You get to stay back. <laughs> And, and of course, being it's Monday, I mean, you know, uh, anything can happen on Monday. But anything can happen any day of the week, you know. It doesn't have to be Monday, but Monday seems to be the the starting point of of all kinds of silly shit happening, right, Gun? Uh, yeah, I mean, this thing has really acted up in the past three weeks, three and a half weeks. Now it starts acting up Monday. Telling you, there's something to that shit. I mean, it was all this past time; it's been working just fine. Now it's fucking starting to drop out on me again. There is something about the internet. Somebody is playing games. They do not want us to have a voice on the internet. That is very interesting. Well, it's not necessarily anyway. somebody playing, playing games. It's, it's AT&T's fucked up shit. That's what the problem is. They're old fucking lines out here, 40 fucking years old. They're starting to break down. You know, the insulation on them drying out because it's underground. Okay, Moisture's getting into the cable, the, the, the phone ca- cable. And it's you know, when you get moisture into the phone cable, you get high noise uh, signals, and that's why the motor cuts out until it, you know, tries to, tries to you know, correct itself. But, you know, thanks, AT&T. Fucked up, motherfuckers. Go ahead. And it, and it doesn't look like you have very many options either, if, if any at all, other than AT&T. Well, yeah, no, really, no, I really don't. It's either either that or satellite. Hell, I can't afford satellite. You're talking $125, $150 a month. Uh, even if I did switch to, say, another um, uh, Internet provider, okay, guess who owns the lines out there? AT&T. So you're just transferring the problem to whoever you get, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully now you're... You'll, hopefully you'll stick around for a while. Hopefully things will will stabilize. All right. As I said, there is a doctor who was interviewed by One American News Network. And again, acknowledging One American News as the source of, a, of some of the audio clips you'll hear tonight, with the exception of my talking points and Mark Dice. Um. This doctor uh, basically 
helped somewhere in the neighborhood of 1,700 patients and he says cured them of COVID. Take a listen to this. Listen carefully because this this guy, I got a feeling this this guy, you know, is spot on because at one point he says something about his practice. Uh, well, take a listen. While the media continues pushing hype around the coronavirus, actual medical experts say we already have the tools we need to combat the virus. One America's Pearson Sharp spoke with Brian Tyson, a doctor in Southern California who has successfully treated over 1,700 patients with hydroxychloroquine. Political pundits and media talking heads continue to insist that the coronavirus is a plague that's brought America to its knees. But talk to any actual medical experts who treat patients on the front lines every day, and they have a very different story. One American News sat down with Brian Tyson, a medical doctor practicing in Southern California who has extensive firsthand experience with thousands of coronavirus patients. And according to him, the virus isn't nearly as dangerous as the media is making it out to be. So when you take the, the average over the, you know, the three years, we're right about uh, 20 to 30,000 cases, probably more than what we would have seen uh, in a typical year. Uh, so, yeah, there is some effect of the coronavirus, but not the numbers that are inflated to the 200,000. There have been reports that doctors have incentive from the government to report COVID deaths because they get $30,000 or $20,000 for every death that arises. Is that true? Have you heard anything about that? That is true. There were incentives for uh, putting COVID-19 down as a diagnosis, and the hospitals got extra funding for that. So when you incentivize a diagnosis, you can always expect to see that appear. So somebody comes in the hospital and they're positive for COVID, but they ended up really dying of, say, a heart attack or a stroke. Those numbers got caught in that 200,000. Now, the big question is, the media loves to demonize it, but can hydroxychloroquine save lives? The answer is absolutely. Um, we've been doing this since March of this year. Uh, we've tested over 16,000 patients. Uh, we had uh, about 1,700 positive cases that we've treated. And as we went through it, we treated the people with uh, hydroxychloroquine, um, zinc, and either Zithromax or doxycycline, depending on their risk factors for developing, quote, cardiac arrhythmias. We sent one patient to uh, the hospital uh, for four days, and we had a zero mortality rate with over 1,700 positive patients. You treated 1,700 people with hydroxychloroquine and zero deaths. Zero deaths. And, I mean, not only that, but, like, if you look at something like as simple as Tylenol, there's more deaths from Tylenol than there is from hydroxychloroquine. We all should be using hydroxychloroquine. So if everybody started using this, could we reopen the country tomorrow? Uh, we should be able to reopen the country even without using it. Uh, to, to be honest, most of the people don't even need it, believe, uh, you know, believe it or not. Okay. If you get sick, let's start the treatment right away and we go from there. How are you using this when other doctors in California are afraid to? Um, we had really no choice, I mean, honestly. We have sick patients. What's the treatment? What were the alternatives? And the answer, there were no alternatives. If the medical board wants to take my license for using a proven uh, drug that works, um, then I'm sure there's a lawyer out there who would be willing to defend me. But I'm not gonna let my patients die over politics. 
I'm just not going to allow that. So if we claim, if the CDC claims that 200,000 people have died from this, if we'd used hydroxychloroquine, how many of those could we have saved? Uh, probably 75 to 80% of them. People say that we should wait for a vaccine. Even with a vaccine, the flu still kills 60,000 people a year. So what are your thoughts on that regarding waiting for a vaccine for coronavirus? I, we don't need a vaccine. We don't need a vaccine. If you look at the populations, if you have a 99.997% chance of survival, what do you need a vaccine for? So in your experience as a doctor, is this lockdown more harmful to the public health than the coronavirus? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was supposed to be a two-week slow the curve, you know, turned into a six-month complete lockdown. But there's no science base behind that. Nobody can live in, in lockdown forever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's not healthy for anyone. And we don't want government controlling our lives. We want the ability to speak for ourselves, choose for ourselves, have a right to try medication if we feel that it's, it's useful. Listen to the doctors on the front line who are making these decisions, who are, who are treating these patients and say, hey, this works. Well, if that works, let's use it. You know, not the opposite of somebody who's not on the front line, who doesn't have a medical degree, telling us what we need to be doing. Pearson Sharp, One American News. Now, I see uh, Gunslinger had dropped yet again. I don't know how much of this clip he actually heard. Um, but let me bring him back on the call. Gunslinger, how much of this did you hear? I heard 98% of it. Okay, 98%. Well, that's better than none at all. <laughs> so this doctor, like those doctors whose video was removed from face from uh, YouTube, not too long ago, is expressing the 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 real um, the very real uh, and positive uses of uh, hydroxychloroquine in conjunction, of course, with zinc and other other uh, items uh, as a uh, a very powerful tool against coronavirus. So why, is the pre- why would the president listen to a guy like Dr. Fauci when he should be listening to people like, the, like, like Dr. Tyson? I'm not, that's a, that's a $64,000 question. Uh, I don't know. That's a, in my opinion, he should be, he should be listening to, to the quack. He's a quack. Okay. This guy obviously is on to something. I mean, this doctor, one clip, uh, I, that's, that's the whole thing is, is very, very strange. Okay. I've said that from day one, the whole thing is very strange. Uh, you know, just like, you know, wearing the mask and everything, okay? Uh, okay, always a good preventative, no doubt, no doubt. <clears throat> but if you, you know, if you take one of these one of these masks and you hold it up to a bright light, well, you know, you're still seeing the light coming through that mask. So uh, how small is the coronavirus? It takes a microscope to see it. 
you can't get a magnifying glass and see that little fucking china bug, okay? This takes a microscope. So you think a mask is going to stop a little thing that's microscopic? Uh, that's kind of strange, but hey, you know, better to be safe than sorry, as I always, I always say, because I've said it before, I'm not a risk taker, okay? Uh, why take the risk? But uh, the whole situation, and he's right, you cannot keep a society locked in, locked down, locked up, whatever you want to call it. I mean, human beings are sociable animals, okay? And we are animals, just higher up on the animal kingdom, okay? Uh, you just you, you just can't do it. There's, there's already been high numbers of domestic uh, abuse and everything. Uh, suicides are phew, phew, going up through the roof. You can't do this, okay? Well, you can if you want population control. Interesting. Good. Well, yeah, I, I think um, I think what's happening uh, with um, with the situation, uh, the way the media, the mainstream media, is it hypes up the uh, uh, the coronavirus by by constantly talking about the increased number of. Um, uh, people infected, the increased number of deaths, and so forth. It's just another way to, to really uh, just try to pull the wool over everybody's eyes. And this doctor, honestly, uh, Dr. Tyson, you know, and, he said, and he said right in the clip that you know, if, if the state of California has a problem with, what, with him treating patients the way he's treating them for the coronavirus – you know, and they pull his, and they decide to pull his um, license to practice medicine in the state of California. And more than likely, he'll have lawyers lined up a country mile to you know to back to, to back him up in court, and rightly so, because he's using the he's using the tools uh, that are there for him to use. And one of those tools is hydroxychloroquine. Now, if I remember correctly, wasn't President Trump taking that as a as a form of prophylactic? Yes, I believe he did. He he did. Yeah, sure did. Yep. Now it's possible, however, unlikely that he may have stopped taking it. But what what really bothers me is that you know yes he he tested positive and everybody and their brother was you know the mainstream media was all over him with everything that they could come up with negative you know now the the clip with Mark Dice. Uh, I, I noticed something that, that clip with Mark Dice, uh, which I'll play in a little while, uh, was put. He put that out there before the president went home from the hospital, and you can pretty much tell that based on what on the way he says things in in the video, in the video clip. So it was pr- it was just before 
uh, President Trump w- was released to go home uh, from uh, Walter Reed. But that's not to di- that's not to di- di- I'm not saying that the that the information that he put out there and as a whole uh, isn't spot on because it is. He literally. I got to give kudos to Mark Dice. I really do. Uh, Because Mark Dice is proving uh, beyond a reasonable doubt that he's got got the mainstream media by the conus. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, what do you expect? Uh, of course, because Mark Dice is not the mainstream media because he doesn't, you know, uh, answer to whoever is, is bread in their butter, buttering their bread, <laughs> whatever you want to say it. So he ta- he says it just like it is, and that's the way they should, but the mainstream is not going to do that. Okay, They're not going to do that because you know they're biased against Trump. They're controlled by these elite, uh, leading, you know, major left-wing corporations, okay, then they're Democrats, no doubt about it. So, well, what do you expect? <laughs> when it comes to the mainstream media, I don't expect a lot. I really don't, because the mainstream media is full of jackasses and fools. And the people that are they're telling it straightforward and to the point are the ones that are getting their are they're getting their uh, proverbial asses handed to them. Now I'll give you a prime example, uh, which I brought up earlier, and that uh, is Mark Levin. Okay. Now Mark Levin is accusing Facebook of censoring him in order to influence the election. Uh, now, I got this from theblaze.com, so take a listen to this, guys and gals, and you'll see what I'm talking about. And I happen to like Mark Levin. I, you know, I, he, he's, he's a tough old bird, and he's, he's <laughs> what can I say? He doesn't mince words. Conservative commentator Mark Levin slammed Facebook for censoring his page and accused them of trying to influence the election to help Democrats. Levin posted the screenshot of a message he received from Facebook accusing him of publishing fake news and throttling the, discri- the, and throttling the distribution of his posts. He tweeted, Facebook has just sent us this message. It's clear It's a clear effort at censorship. Every link I post is from a legitimate source. And, of course, page restrictions. This is is the, the thing that Facebook sent to him. Your page has reduced distribution and other restrictions because of repeated sharing of false news. People will also be able to see if a page has a history of sharing false news. 
Now that's what the now the notice from the social media giant is what is that's what it read. Levin, who is also a Blaze TV host of the Levin TV show, continued his criticism in a second tweet. But because so many people are seeing what I'm posting and we're within weeks of the election, it's clear that Facebook is trying to influence the election's outcome. It's also clear Facebook is pushing a left-wing agenda. Facebook has been criticized by many on the right for censoring content and content creators who dissent from the liberal agenda. The social media giant has also been criticized on the left for not censoring right-wing voices enough. In a statement about reducing fake news, Facebook explained their use of third-party fact-checkers to censor specific news outlets. Give me a second here. If the fact-checking organizations identify a story as false, it will get flagged as disputed, and there will be a link to a corresponding article explaining why. Stories that have been disputed also appear lower in the news feed, they explained. In 2018, PragerU accused Facebook of removing their videos and censoring other posts. The social media company later apologized and said their actions were made in error. It's deliberate censorship of conservative ideas, said PragerU. Now, there is a, um, a video attached to the story. I'm going to It's more from Mark Levin. So let me see if I can put this up here. There we go. Cross your fingers. I'm hoping this this will play. And we just got to wait a second here while the clip is loading. Hey, everybody. Stop clicking around. I am in the woods uh, with some water going in the background. Sorry about that. Let me... uh, Patriots to charge two. We have an election in four months. Four months. It'll be very scary if we lose. It'll be very dispiriting if we lose. So we have to do everything we can to win. And this election's bigger than the candidates. This is, as I've said before, right here behind this camera. We had 1860, the Civil War election, 1864, Lincoln's second term, and now we have 2020. That's how critical this election is. And Joe Biden has a lot of plans for you and a lot of plans for this country. I know people say that he really won't be at the wheel, he won't be at the helm steering. That doesn't matter. The ideologues will be. 
whether it's him, whether it's somebody else, it doesn't matter. And if they win the presidency and hold the House and take the Senate, you better hold on to everything you, you care about, everything you believe in, because they'll all be under attack, and they've made it abundantly clear what they intend to do after this election is turn this country inside out. And they've turned this country inside out even without winning the last presidential election. So this is on us. It's not on President Trump. It's not on any particular leader, any particular broadcaster, any particular activist. I hear people say all the time, the president needs to unite us. How does a president unite us when a Democrat party exists for the purpose of tearing this country apart and tearing the people apart? president gave a magnificent speech, magnificent speech at Mount Rushmore, one of the greatest speeches I've ever heard, certainly since Reagan, just no question about it. He was immediately attacked by these forces who want to turn the country inside out. That's what we're up against. But we've been up against worse, but there's been no more important time than there is today. We had the Revolutionary War, we had the Civil War, we had World War I and World War II, and now we have this war. That's right, we have this war. Campus reform uh, is a unit within the Leadership Institute. It's two magnificent organizations. And these young people go on these various college campuses, and they interview students to see what they know, or actually more accurately, don't know. And this will frighten you, because what we're, we're learning now is they'll know a whole lot about so-called systemic racism, so-called systemic inequality, so-called systemic injustice, They'll know about all the warts and vices in our past, but they won't know about the greatness of the country because they're not taught about the greatness of the country. You pay an enormous amount of money to send your kids to public schools. Your property taxes are huge. It's taken out of your monthly mortgage, and you have absolutely no insight or say in what's going on in our classrooms. That whole area of, uh, of, our, of our lives has been nationalized by the National Education Association and the AFT. And these are hardcore left-wing Democrat Party operations. And that's what your kids are getting. That's number one. Number two, at the college and university level, we have faculty that promotes other faculty that share identical ideologies, ideologies of Marxism, Hegelism, that are contrary to America. We are now living the consequences of those seeds that have been planted over the decades, and it has reached a point of, of, uh, of no return unless it is addressed now. So this election is crucially, crucially important. It's about, as I put it, and I encourage the White House and, his camp, and the president's campaign to put it, we stand for 1776. They stand for 1619. We stand for America being the greatest country on the face of the earth. They stand for America being a systemically racist nation. And as time goes on and we get close to the election, I want to talk about this more and more and more because it's critical. It's critical. The differences now could not be more stark. But let's take a look at what we're paying for on our college campuses. Some parents who pay tuition, all of us who subsidize uh, public universities and colleges. Let's take a look at some of what we're paying for. This is campus reform. Go. So with the 4th of July coming up, we're going to ask a couple questions. My first question for you guys is, what does the 4th of July commemorate? <laughs> a day we uh, declared independence from Great Britain. Basically America's birthday, right? I think independence. 
What year did we declare our independence? I'm going to be real with you. I don't know. 1967, I'll say. Close. A little off. I don't know. 1859. 1964. I'm going to give you a try. What do you think? What year did we get our independence? 1970-something, 74, something like that. 1979? Like the 1800s. 1864? 18, yes. Like, like 18, yes. Like 18, like 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, a teacher, government teacher, and she is an elementary school teacher, fourth grade, second grade elementary school teacher. What year did we get our independence? <laughs> Seventeen something. Who did we get our independence from? What country? I don't know. I don't know this question. The United States. Do you guys know who we got our independence from? I don't know. America? Oh, Britain. Great Britain or something like that. Um, England. What was the name of the war that we were fighting at the time? The Civil War. The French Revolution, right? The Civil War? The no, Industrial no, no, no. Revolution, right? I think it's the Civil War. I actually don't remember. I, I, I know what it is. I really just don't remember. Try again. World War Two. World War One. Yeah, I will also say the Civil War. World War Two. World War Two was in 1900. Oh, the Britain, the Britain War. Yeah, that. Further back. World War One. A little further back than that. The revolution. The American Revolution. You guys got a lot of them right. A lot of people didn't get them right today. Do you guys feel like you were taught enough about this in school? Do you guys feel like you were taught about about this in the classroom? No. They need better teachers. I feel like because some people think it's history, it doesn't apply to them now, but like history tends to repeat itself, so it's definitely important that you do learn where you come from and to avoid certain things like that now. Everybody should learn about our history. It's our right to know what happened like, for our country and why you know, why we live the way we do and all of that stuff. It's something that's in our history books and like we just flip through, you feel me? Like the teachers don't take time to like really teach it. School, everything in school is like what they think we should know. Yeah, exactly. I just know that teachers do not want to teach it. People are very ignorant. They think that they know everything. Society really doesn't care about a lot of things unless it's right in front of their face, you get me? So I personally know firsthand that we are not getting taught specifically in social studies the history that we need to know. I actually don't teach what's in our curriculum. I'm teaching children social studies that's not in our curriculum, teaching them things about how to be an anti-racist instead of teaching those same three famous black people that we continue to teach. I taught them about protesting. I taught them about Black Lives Matter. I taught them about things that are happening currently so that they could make those connections. And when they see it on the news, they're informed. They're not ignoring the facts of our world right now. They're facts that we're actually a racist country. It really is so sad. What a magnificent country we're in. And I'll say it again. Funny thing about immigration in this country, we can't keep people out of here. And we're not just talking about white people. We're talking about brown people, black people, yellow people, red people, the whole rainbow coalition from all over the world. People are trying to pour into this country. They're pouring into this country. So that's the big lie that we're systemically racist. The other lie is people are not leaving this country in droves. If we were truly systemically racist, why would you want to stay here? And then I'll ask you another question. What country is better? What country with our diversity of backgrounds and ancestries, race and religion, what country is better than this country in terms of liberty and justice and equality? Just name one. There are none. This is such a magnificent place 
We are so blessed to be here. You know what? We're all privileged. You know why? We're Americans. We're privileged. We were born here, or or our ancestors came here, or we came here. That's the great privilege. I'll tell you. But to listen to the, the elementary school teacher at the end there, who knew nothing about July 4th, but knew everything about Black Lives Matter and systemic racism and so forth, elementary school teacher, that's what she's teaching kids in our public schools. There's no self-policing, even if there was. I don't think they'd have a problem with that in the administrations. So we've let education get away from us, then our children get away from us, and you see the consequences. If a country does not teach its children to love the country, then the country's not going to survive. It's really quite that simple. Okay. Let me, um, let me see here. All those young people that answered this question, or answered the questions regarding America's independence. And, of course, this video, by the way, this clip you just heard was from back in July, and I didn't realize that until too late. But even still, listening to this, listening to this, I, I, I sit here and I think, my God, when I die, this country is going to be entrusted to the hands of young people who scarcely know their own fucking name, much less anything about American history. You know, and uh, I'm sorry. This, this is, this is, this is the insanity that we're we're being dealt. Uh, this is what we're seeing in our country today. You know, they, they 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 act as if they know what they're talking about, but they don't know jack shit. I'm sorry, they just don't know a fucking thing. Now, watching, by the way, watching us tonight uh, via D Live is a longtime uh, listener of this broadcast. He goes by the the nickname Flycatch, and uh, Flycatch, it's really good to see you in there and. Uh, some of what was said during the course of this uh, piece that, that Mark Levin uh, was that you just heard from, you know, when, when it came to the year that America uh, secured its independence, you heard some of them say 1967, 1964. <laughs> really? <laughs> what? What planet are you from? And then, of course, uh, you know, of course, Flycatch, Gunslinger, myself, and many people who learned actual history know that it was 1776, the year for our independence. And one of them said we fought the British. Bravo, bravo. They actually got that one right. We fought the British for our independence. Very good. You get a half gold star. 
because you 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 acted as if you 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 knew the answer, but you were grasping for you were. Well, you get the idea. Gunslinger, you heard what what what, uh, what what Mark said just now, and you heard some of the ridiculous shit coming out of these young people's mouths. I mean, is this what America is being reduced to because of our educational system? A bunch of pathological idiots that don't know their ass from their elbow? Uh-oh. Gun? Are you there? Oh, gunslinger. He's on the line with me. You the hoodle. It's fucking help if I unmuted my fucking mic. Damn it. Yeah, that would help, wouldn't it? <laughs> Don't feel yeah, bad. Look, I've done that myself on too many occasions. Trust me, it happens. It would, would, but go ahead, it wouldn't buddy. hurt. It wouldn't hurt. I said it wouldn't hurt things. <laughs> but you know, well, you know, what he's saying is right. I mean, it's 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 unfortunately that unless something changes, okay, this is what the future is going to bring. As sad as it may sound, um, because of the public fool system. The education system in this country, they start to indoctrinate these young kids at an early age. Okay, it's okay to have two daddies. It's okay to have two mommies. It's uh, you know uh, uh, drag queens teaching kindergarten. Oh yeah, sure, everything is just rosy under the fucking belt, isn't it? Okay, not. Okay, these people and they and they grow up, you know, feeding the kids. This bullshit, okay? It's 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 wow. And until they stop feeding the kids, that's going to be the future leaders of this country. Boy, I don't know if I want to be around for that one. Uh, if something is not changed in the direction that they are being educated, we up shit crick, as the old Texas saying goes. Okay? This time we ain't got a boat and we ain't got no fucking paddle either for this country anyway. But can you imagine anybody that gets into that, into the president's office like uh, Phil the Burn Sanders, the fucking socialist, the fucking commie bastard, uh, Comrade Clinton, another commie bastard. Uh, you know, old Sleepy Joe, he's another comrade commie bastard. He won't even, he won't even denounce uh, uh, Antifa. Or agrees that they should support the police, law enforcement. With attitudes like that, <laughs> holy Toledo, you better go find your big deep hole and dig yourself in. That's all I gotta say. Jeez, wow, good. Yeah, because you, you, I mean, come on, really? Look. If if there's one thing I've learned in this life. There's one thing I've learned in this life. It is that you either um, you either learn everything you can about the country you were born and raised in, and I don't mean just the little snippets that 
you know, they're throwing out there that's revisionist history. I'm talking the real history of this country. Then you're not, you, you know nothing about America. You know nothing about what this country went through to secure its independence. You know nothing about what, what this country has dealt with to keep the freedoms it has. You know? I mean, let's face it. If the Democrats take control of the White House, that's a big if, and if they continue to hold control of the Congress, and then they, on top of it, take control of the Senate, kiss your Second Amendment goodbye, kiss your First Amendment goodbye, kiss your rights all across the board, good fucking bye. Because these Democrats have made it quite clear, as clear as fucking glass, that they're going to destroy our country by putting more criminal gun laws on the books. They're going to do whatever it takes to curtail or take away our First Amendment rights, which means we're going to, we could end up with, a, with, with the media the way it's set up right now. It'll be set up similar to uh, state-run media like they have in Russia or China. The truth will no longer be out there. And those of us who are, who are alternative media will disappear like fucking crazy. We will be gone. Not physically, as far as our bodies are concerned, necessarily, but I'm talking about broadcasts like mine that have been around for, dec- for, a couple, for at least a decade or more. We'll be basically sitting on the, uh, we'll be sitting on the computer going and not being able to do a fucking thing like we do right now. Now, Flycatch said in the uh, in, in on D Live, ask the, in regards to what those students were saying, ask the same students what Cinco de Mayo Cinco de Mayo represents. Then ask them what happened after the event. I got to be honest with you. I've been out of school for decades. I'm a little rusty on Cinco de Mayo. Okay, (laughs) seriously, I am. So I'm. I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm stupid. I'm not stupid. Let's face it. You know. The stuff on this. The the stuff. The white stuff on the roof of my noggin is uh, a clear indication that I'm getting a little older and haven't had much need for for remembering a lot of stuff and the stuff I can't remember, I'm learning all over again, thankfully. But Flycatch went on to say on DLive, George, Google racism and mathematics if you really want to see what is happening. Okie dokie. Hmm. So let's see. Let me do that. 
real quick, just for the hell of it. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me. I'm going to put this. This. I'm going to put this up on the on the on the screen here. Okay. Hold on a second. You got to see this. Flycatch is watching. Like I said on D Live. So let me. Let me. Um, okay. Uh. Doink. Oh, turn the clock off there. There we go. Folks, this is what came up when I type when I put in racism and mathematics. Now take a look at this, will you? I mean, this this here will flycatch, is this what you came up with? This is what I got from it. Okay, and it's not a very—it's like about twelve million six hundred thousand results came up, and the first thing that that shot right up there is scholarly articles for racism and mathematics, and the challenges of racism in mathematics. Then you've got link.springer.com. Hopefully not Jerry Springer. What can we do against racism in mathematics education? Another one, the, the, the search result after that says, what does anti-racism in mathematics look like? The next one is from the Atlantic. You know, that rag that basically lied about President Trump all across the board recently. Paper explains role of racism in math education. Systemic racism is everywhere, even and oddly in math. Uh, Okay. How Mathematics Can Be an Anti-Racist Feminist Enterprise. Examining Institutional Racism Within Deep Blue. Seattle Schools Propose to Teach That Math Education Is. Uh, Doesn't say much more after that. Let me see if I can highlight. Uh, Is... Let's see here. Basically, what the link says is Seattle schools propose teach math education racist. Will California be far behind Seattle? That's part of that's that comes from the link. Okay, racism is crippling African American advances in mathematics. Then there's a PDF. White supremacy, anti-black racism, and mathematics is math racist. New course outlines prompt conversations. Uh, well, okie dokie. 
and that's and so so Flycatch, you came up with the exact same thing as as what I saw on the screen, as what I just shared. That is the most incredibly strange uh, search parameters I ever saw. But I don't know. We'll have to tackle that this this one another day. No doubt in my mind about that one. All right. Now, just so everyone's aware, President Trump designated October 5th as Made in America Day. I kid you not, folks. According to One American News, that's what he did. And here's what it says. President Trump has proclaimed October 5 to be a new national holiday. He introduced Made in America Day which is a holiday meant to praise American manufacturing and companies that haven't abandoned U.S. workers for cheaper markets. The president also signed an executive order establishing the American Workforce Policy Advisory Board, which will bring together members from different backgrounds of the industry. This will include the private sector, state and local governments, as well as educational institutions. The duty of a president is to put this nation's own citizens first, stated President Trump. That's why my administration swears by two simple but crucial rules, buy American and hire American. In a tweet from the U.S. Commerce Department, on May the, on Let me try that again, folks. <laughs> On Made in America Day and throughout Made in America Week, we can we commend America's Well somebody's somebody's feeling horny. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that horn blowing in the background, folks, but that's why I said what I just said. Um, let me start that tweet over again. On Made in America Day and throughout Made in America Week. We commend America's hardworking men and women and recommit ourselves to strengthening American manufacturing as we rebuild the greatest economy in our nation's history for a second time. The move, according to the president, is meant to rebuild the greatest economy in this country's history for a second time. Basically, that's what it comes down to. But you know they're going to be whining and crying and president is saying things that aren't true. Gunslinger, what do you think of Made in America Day? As well, put yeah. out by the yeah. president. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, why not? Yeah, definitely. Uh, everything should be made in America. Okay? We don't need to rely on, you know, China and all these other fucking places, especially the one that China's at fault. Given the China bug, I'm going to call it just like it is, China bug. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, yeah, why not? You know, and you know, you need to start making the United States flags in the United States, not in China. Isn't that terrible? You order a flag, and you look on the package, and it says "Made in China." <laughs> what does that tell you? Anytime I see a, a flag that says "Made in China," I just look at it and go. That may look like the American flag, but it wasn't made here. But what are you going to do? If you want the American flag, unfortunately, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place and nowhere to turn. If you don't, if you don't buy one in the store, sadly, that's been made in China. And... Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff. You know, I was going, I was doing, I was doing my dishes this morning because I decided not to do them last night. I just figure I'll wait till today. And as I'm putting the, the plates and the and bowls into the dishwasher, there was in stamped on at least two plates. I've got, I've got kind of a, a, a mixed bag of different plates. Uh, two of my plates were actually made in America. The rest, China. And I'm thinking to myself, when will we see more made in America products actually made in America? When? Will that take place? How long is it going to take for this country to realize that importing all this shit from outside the United States isn't helping the people in this country, especially when you can make it here and make it better? You know, I mean, I I don't I just don't I I don't understand why Democrats are so Hard. Why do they have such a hard on for for wanting stuff from China, Japan, Taiwan, the Philippines? You know. Okay. There are some things that are made actually in Italy that are that are actually very nicely made, but they're expensive as all unholy hell. But you know, this is what we're saddled with. Imports. Imports of things that we can make here and make it better. And we can see more jobs created as a result of making it here as opposed to importing it from somewhere out there. Right, Gun? Well, yeah. Anytime that you make it here in America, you're going to benefit the American people. More jobs, more manufacturing, more everything. So why is it it's a good idea to manufacture things here? Because that creates jobs, and that's what the economy needs is jobs, more jobs, more manufacturing. Perfect. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen. I've I've always said that we need to make make things in make more in America. 
Okay? Absolutely made in America. Now, Flycatch said in the, in the chat room on uh, DLive, George, the economy in Southern California is booming since Trump is bringing back industries from China to the United States. And, and you're right, he is. And I'm glad to see that, that uh, California's economy is starting to really boom as a result. And hopefully more and more businesses will come back to this country. Um, now, Flycatch went on to say, you can purchase a USA flag from Gettysburg Flag Works. I forgot about them. Holy shit. Yeah, Gettysburg Flag Works actually makes flags in America. I know where I'm getting my American flag from now on. I don't need one right now. I've got plenty sitting here. And one of them was given to me by uh, my fr- by Mike here in New York a while back. I believe that one was made in this country. I think it was. I'll have to look at it again. I, of course, I I got to see where I packed it. I'm still I'm still unpacking stuff uh, from when I moved here. Uh, but I'll find it, and when I do, I'll take a look and see if it was actually made in this country. And I believe it was. I'm pretty sure it was. But there was a time in this country, ladies and gentlemen, there was a time in this country when made in America truly meant something. But what happened? What happened? What changed? Taxes got increased. Because, and because of that, the cost of manufacturing started to go through the, through the roof. The, the irony of this is, if we're fortunate and President Trump wins the election, which I said before and I'll say it again, he's going to win this, elect, this re-election bid. Upon winning re-election, he's going to go on a tear. He will go on a tear to bring back more businesses, make it possible for these businesses to come back. But after Trump is done in office, if a Democrat takes over, if the Democrats gain control all across the board, uh, kiss the businesses goodbye that came back to this country because they'll raise the taxes so, so high that they won't be able to afford manufacturing in this country again, and we'll be right back where we started from. Only worse. Now, Flycatch said in the uh, DLive chat, the reason our jobs were shipped offshore is because the average consumer could not afford the products. Exactly. Well, the products that were being made here, ultimately because of the increased taxes, and all these, and all this, and, and, and all all the uh, uh, the, incre- the increased cost of materials and so forth, as a result of the increased taxes, uh, ultimately led to many businesses departing the United States, going to places like China, going to places where they can manufacture it cheaper, and that sadly meant that a lot of American jobs were lost 
And that happened, sadly, under both parties' watch, not just the Democrats, but the Republicans, too. Nobody, the Republican presidents we've had never really attempted to do anything to, to turn that around. And that's what really bothers me about all of this. We have a president that's doing that. And the Democrats are crying foul. And do you know why they're crying foul, folks? Because they get they they have investments in Chinese companies. That's why. What do you? I mean, Gunslinger, is it is it hard to 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 fathom? That the reason we're we're seeing uh, we've seen these businesses depart because of the increasing taxes, the increasing property tax, sales tax, the works. Well, yeah, the answer is yeah, yes. Okay, you you know you don't want to increase taxes and all this shit and all these corporate taxes, manufacturing and everything. And to a point, the, the people that owns these companies and everything, you really can't blame them because, you know, they're thinking like, fuck you, I'll go over here to this another country, okay? I'd rather keep my manufacturing jobs and company and everything here in the United States, but if you go and tax me to death and tax me right out the damn to the poorhouse, uh, fuck you, I'll go someplace else. Trump's changing all that. He did change it, okay? Now they're saying, hey, Trump's doing a good job. He's cut the taxes. He cut all the regulations and all that bullshit. Now I'm going to move my company back over here, okay? But if it was up to Sleepy Joe, they would say, fuck you again. We're staying over there. And can you blame them? Fuck no. It's all about money. It's all about that profit. It's all about that God of God and nobody dollar. Go ahead. And of course, uh, Iggy Mom just joined joined in on uh, on D Live. So how do you do, Iggy? Good to see you. Um, Flycatch said a couple of things in the chat room. I want to get to real fast here. Uh, they also cemented the foundation for globalism and turned us into a dependent nation. And yeah, exactly. Prior to Trump, this country was dependent for its for its oil needs through OPEC, dependent on imports of products and serv- products and goods from outside the United States, and it's it, it, it just it became the norm. That's what it did, and then Trump came along, and oh boy, the Democrats didn't want don't like it when he when he messes with the status quo. Because when he messes with the status quo, <laughs> they completely lose their fucking minds. Then Flycatch also went on to say in the on D Live, always remember the cost of manufacturing is passed along to the consumer, and and, and that's true. And he's right there. It always, it's always passed on to us, the consumer. Um. Whenever I whenever I had to buy uh, a, a, another a new coffee maker, 
Where was that coffee maker made? In China. And they never last more than a, a, a few, maybe three or four years, if you're lucky. And some of these, some of some of the cookware, forget it. Same problem. I'm going to have to uh, invest in some in some new pots and pans pretty soon. They're starting to show their age. So. Unfortunately, that's the that's the deal on that. Now, Mark Dice, I want to get I want to get to that clip. Mark Dice, okay. Let me just say that again, he's he he he's a character, but he spoke up about Trump and the COVID nineteen and all that. And well, I'll tell you what, folks. Listen to what Mark Dice had to say. Democrats haven't been this happy since they thought Hillary Clinton was going to win the 2016 election. But you would think that they would have learned by now to stop getting their hopes up after watching MSNBC or CNN. Sick and in isolation, Mr. President, you have become a symbol of your own failures. The president spent the weekend in Walter Reed Medical Center, which Democrats believe means laying in an ordinary hospital bed plugged into a bunch of machines, completely unaware that there's actually an entire presidential office suite there. And most importantly, he still has access to Twitter. Of course, Jim Acosta complained that when the president left the White House for Walter Reed, he didn't come over and say goodbye to the media. When the president came out, we asked him some questions. Uh, he didn't want to take any of those questions. Typically, this president, you know, he likes to talk to reporters. Uh, you, you've seen this on so many different occasions. Uh, it's a beautiful evening. Would have been just fine for him to stop and talk to us. Uh, and he went right past us. The White House has been telling us all day long, you know, no, this is, he's just dealing with mild symptoms and so on. Uh, you know, honestly, Wolf, I think we're just going to need more information before we can take that to the bank. We did get more information, Jim. The White House then posted this message from President Trump showing that he was actually doing quite well. I want to thank everybody for the tremendous support. I'm going to Walter Reed Hospital. I think I'm doing very well, but we're going to make sure that things work out. The First Lady is doing very well. So uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I will never forget it. Thank you. Jim then took his diary to document that, quote, Trump did not stop for questions. Of course, if he did, then Jim would have complained that he was putting the reporters at risk of getting the coronavirus. Other world leaders have previously tested positive for the coronavirus, including British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, the President of Honduras, the Prince of Monaco, the Vice President of India, the president of Brazil, and others. But Michael Moore isn't buying it. He thinks that President Trump is making it all up in order to gain sympathy. He posted this lengthy conspiracy theory on his Facebook page, proving that he watches way too much cable news. MSNBC's Joy Reid, that angry black woman, seems to agree, tweeting out, quote, Here's how wrecked Trump's credibility is at this point. I've gotten a cell phone full of texts from people who aren't sure whether to believe Trump actually has COVID. He lies so much, one friend texted. Is he just doing this to get out of the debates? A man named John Anthony Castro, whose Senate campaign in Florida failed miserably, apparently still has money left over, and 
spent it on this Facebook ad, which, of course, Facebook approved, further spreading the conspiracy theory. Trump is trying to distract, he says, from his disastrous debate performance and bait Democrats into ridiculing him so that they lose the moral high ground. And then he'll lock in the support from his base with the extra sympathy. Of course, Facebook claims that they've made tremendous progress over the last four years to stop the spread of fake news. And I'm sure they'll say that this was just another mistake. And Democrat Senator Chris Murphy from Connecticut has a conspiracy theory of his own. I, I want to talk about Russia because yesterday uh, we're days away from the U.S. election. You, you tweeted this public comment and you're briefed on the intelligence here that there is evidence of a giant, quoting from you, multi-year effort to help Trump in 2020 by Russia. What can you tell us about that? Well, what I can tell you is that it's much bigger and bolder and smarter than it was in 2016. Uh, the Russians have learned, uh, and they are now trying to use U.S. persons and uh, fake websites in order to uh, proffer a narrative that helps President Trump's reelection. And I also think that you have to be you know, much more serious about the Russian threat given today's news. If President Trump can't be out there on the campaign trail for the next two weeks, then he is going to rely on his surrogates. And unfortunately, one of his surrogates is Vladimir Putin. So you are likely going to see this campaign ramped up by Russia over the next few weeks to try to substitute for the president's absence on the campaign trail. Well, speaking of ramping things up, since the election is getting pretty close, I might have to start making more videos or do occasional live streams. Mr. Dice, it is almost time to release your new book and direct all of your YouTube subscribers to purchase it from Amazon.com the day that you do. That way it become number one bestseller. Brian Stelter cry himself to sleep and fake news media completely freak out. <laughs> yes, sir, I'm making the final preparations as we speak. And because of President Trump catching the coronavirus, Joe Biden is virtue signaling and now wearing a mask 24-7. Even when there's nobody around, <laughs> probably wearing one to bed, too. In fact, most Democrats won't show their face in public anymore without one. That way they can prove that they're better than President Trump. And now Chuck and Nancy are saying that the Supreme Court confirmation hearing for Amy Coney Barrett needs to be postponed because of the coronavirus. And the New York Times is reporting that President Trump's name should be removed from the presidential ballots and he shouldn't be able to run for re-election because he caught the coronavirus. Saturday Night Live thought it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, yeah. President Trump's in the hospital uh, from COVID, and I just want to say my heart goes out to COVID. <laughs> but the laughing didn't last very long. The president posted a video on Sunday afternoon looking and sounding fantastic. We're getting great reports from the doctors. This is an incredible hospital, Walter Reed. The work they do is just absolutely amazing, and I want to thank them all. What a group. I also think we're going to pay a little surprise to some of the great patriots that we have out on the street. And they've been out there for a long time and they've got Trump flags and they love our country. So I'm not telling anybody but you, but I'm about to make a little surprise visit. He then kept that promise within minutes with a surprise motorcade. This is the moment, one clearly designed for the cameras, that the president left the hospital in his motorcade. He has been at Walter Reed since Friday being treated for coronavirus. And his motorcade 
just went directly past a gathering of his supporters who were outside Walter Reed. But instead of being relieved that the president is doing so well and may be released from Walter Reed any minute now, the liberal media industrial complex is quite upset. The photos the White House has been releasing, the videos, we have to show them because they're the only evidence we have the president's condition, but they are propagandistic. That's unfortunately the situation we're in. Why is it so important for the for this president to portray himself as healthy and strong? He is trying to put himself front and center and make himself the sort of the hero of the story. We shouldn't be surprised by this wolf, but we should call it out for what it is, which is deeply irresponsible. And they're still dreaming about the 25th Amendment. We have this thing called the 25th Amendment that has been used uh, by two other presidents in our history. Why that has not been discussed in the context of Donald Trump's treatment right now, temporarily transferring power to Vice President Mike Pence, is a mystery to me and to a lot of my national security sources. Why in the world would he give up his authority when he's feeling fantastic and he's only having minor symptoms? We're glad you're feeling better, sir, and can't wait to see the liberal media reaction once you're back home in the White House. Let me uh, point out, and by the way, Gunsl- we lost Gunslinger for a, for a brief period. Uh, he's been having some trouble staying connected uh, on the phone line and so forth. Uh, but let me point something out. M- what Mark Dice said during the course of that clip, you know, is spot on. I mean, all of these idiots from CNN and MSNBC and the like, you know, they are so twisted and so knotted up inside. You know, to sit there and attack a man who went to the who went to Walter Reed for medical treatment. Okay? That's just that's that's hitting the bottom of the fucking barrel as far as being grossly in, insulting and showing the gross negligence and irresponsibility of the mainstream media at large. That's what Mark Dice presented here today. In, in just what, what he presented in this in this clip, the absolute disgusting, gross negligence and irresponsibility of the left. Now I want to get some uh, some comments here from uh, Flycatch and Iggy Mom. During the course of this, I forget which person he was referring to, but one of the one of the uh, commenters on the left, he said "liar" in capital letters and with lots of exclamation points, folks. If only they could be sued for slander. Unfortunately, that's where the First Amendment falls into play, unfortunately. Uh, They have the protection of the First Amendment and not only, you know, the freedom of speech, but freedom of the press, which I wouldn't even consider these jokers press. (laughs) They're depressing, if anything. And Igemon said, so sick of the useless talkers, even their clips. <laughs> I don't blame you, Iggy. I really don't blame you. Flycatch said, 
If true, POTUS took the bullet for us by trying experimental vaccines. Iggy Mom said, no vaccine, therapeutics. Iggy Mom went on to say, but still not loads of testing. Flycatch said, they are paid employees and thus do what they are told to say. How true, how true. Gunslinger, you you saw the video in question uh, that this clip came from. So where was Mark Dice on target? Where did he miss the mark, if any? And overall, did he, as always, stick it to the left? Go ahead. Well, yeah, he's definitely on target, okay? He's always been on target, okay? Uh, did he stick it to the left again? Of course. Rightfully so, okay? I mean, these idiots, uh, it's is absolutely astonishing of how these people will come out and say complete lies, okay? Uh, and, of course, Mark Dice exposes them. To, for truly what they are, it's a bunch of lying, bunch of idiots. But for the wow, it's just I, you know, the Trump. I'd hate to be in that man's shoes. I really would to be attacked like that continuously. I mean, 24 hours a day, even while that man sleeps, these idiots out here are are attacking him. Okay, uh, it's it's. Shocking! It's amazing. Okay, that he doesn't say fuck y'all. Why, why would I? Why would I put up with any more of this shit? I'm losing hundreds of millions of dollars probably a month. Okay, I've given up a luxury lifestyle. Okay, a multi-billionaire to become your president, and yet you treat me like shit. <laughs> Can I go show you how much uh, Trump loves this country, don't he? think Biden would do something like it. <laughs> Oral bummer. Oh, wow. <laughs> right, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's incredible the way they treat this man. Now, excuse me a second. Okay. Iggy Mom said on DLive just now, well, a moment ago, I see. I saw why Trump didn't take cues on his way to Walter Reed Saturday. Uh, it was actually Friday, not Saturday. He he went Friday, uh, Iggy. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, the fool from uh, Yahoo News asked him if he was the super spreader. Jackass. Yeah. The the fucking idiot from Yahoo News, as if that's a legit, as if I take them seriously, had the balls to ask him if he was the super spreader. Yahoo News, read between the lines, you morons. Jesus. And for those of you listening by way of uh, Blog Talk Radio and Mixler, I just scratched my nose with with that with that second pointing finger. You catch my drift. Uh, now, Iggy Mom said he was stopping to talk before Yahoo threw that out. 
so damn disrespectful. And I agree with you, Iggy. That was disrespectful. Now, like I said, reporters in name only, but in reality, nothing more than ankle biters. <laughs> exactly, like cats. They're a bunch of ankle-biting fuckheads. Oh, God. Look, I, listen, I never claimed to be a professional journalist. Never. In the very beginnings of this broadcast, when I first started out, I called myself a citizen journalist. I'm technically still a citizen journalist. I just dropped the word citizen and just kept the word journalist. Why? Because citizen journalists do the same thing a journalist can do. We just do it a lot better. Trust me. If you've been, for anyone who's ever read uh, Iggy, blog, Iggy Mom's blog, trust me. You, 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 want to read a, you want to read some good information, that's where you get it from. Her blog has a lot of great information. So trust me, you want to check that out. Um, you want to hear no, no pulled punches? Come here. You want to hear it when I'm not around? Go listen to Mark Dice. I'm telling you right now, alternative media is the source for all things correct when it comes to the news being presented in the right fashion. And I will use a news, a news outlet's stories against them. That's what I've always done around here. Now, I can safely say, without fear of contradiction, uh, folks, uh, oh, you're welcome, Iggy. You're very welcome. I mean, I've read your blogs on, on more than one occasion. I mean, for crying out loud. You know, you, you come up with some really great stuff. And I, and I, I, I pay compliments, not to, be, not, not to be an idle flatterer, but, you know, I'm, I'm being genuine when I say that. You know, you do come up with some really great stuff. So my, hat, my hat's off to you. Oh, wait. Developing hat hair, folks. Don't do that again, George. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I've noticed with the mainstream media is that in, in, in going and attacking President Trump in the fashion that they do, It's 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 one thing to sit there and say, you know, to to report a story and just report the story straight straight as is, as it's supposed to be done. But what they do at MSNBC, what they do at CNN, and unfortunately, what they're doing at Fox News too, is they're interjecting their opinions. And by interjecting their opinions with the story, they make their opinions sound like it's the part of the story. And that, to me, is wrong. Report the story, and if you've got something to say about it, say it after you report the story in an op-ed. Don't do it on an actual news broadcast or, or so-called news broadcast because that's not going to help. You're only misleading the public. Right? Am I right, Gun? Well, yeah. Well, that's, of course, that's misleading the public. So, yeah, I mean, 
but they're good at that. They want the public to be misled. So that way they can keep them, you know, in, in, in the herd there, as the, as the old saying goes. They're the sheep herders, and we're the, we're the sheep out here. So they got to keep them in line, right? <laughs> well, I think that's where the term sheeple might have come from. I don't know. Um, but, you know, and by the way, Iggy Mom uh, said that she almost gave, up, gave her blog up, her blog up, sorry, last month uh, because of cost. Well, honey, I hope you don't, I hope it doesn't come down to that. I truly hope it doesn't come down to that. Um, because, you know, I mean, there are a lot of uh, free sites that you can probably work with too. That, that where you, where you can put your blog still, uh, but let's face the reality. You know, it's getting expensive to to, to do this stuff. What I do here is it costs a fortune. That's why I uh, I have I ask people to help out through PayPal. You know, they can't take it off on their taxes, but if they like what we what's done here on this broadcast, you know, they can they can donate through PayPal. Or they can purchase something from the um, the Cafe Press page that I have, <clears throat> and uh, you know it's it's not easy sometimes. You know I I always have to borrow from Peter to pay Paul in, in some occasions. Um, let's look at things for what they are. You know if you're if if you know shit costs money, it does. Folks, what you see me doing here, okay, with the video side of the broadcast, this, with, a, with some free software like OBS Studio, for example, I'm able to do the stream. Thanks to, restre to a restreaming service, I can put this broadcast on five, count them, five different video platforms at the same time. Where it costs me the money is in the in the cost of the electricity, the cost of uh, the 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 services for broadcasting, like BTR and of course uh, Mixler, and and of course you know the you know the, the the constant necessity of getting equipment fixed or replaced. Um, just recently for the clip computer, my Alienware PC, when I was moving from my previous residence to where I live now, I inadvertently threw out the AC adapter like an idiot and didn't realize I had done it until too late. So I had to spend like 80, I had to spend almost $90 because it's, it's a very expensive piece of equipment. And I had to, to buy another AC adapter for this for this computer, for that Alienware computer, so I could use it as the clip computer because it's a lot faster than what I was using previous. Um, and had it not been for the stimulus, the uh, broadcast computer that I'm using right now, I wouldn't have that either. I got that before I got the the AC adapter. But I needed this for the broadcast. Did it 
hurt me financially? Thanks to the stimulus, no. But I came. I was. I, I for the first time in a in a long, long time, I was actually in the green. And then the shit hit the fan once again, and I'm back in the red. If I have a dollar after I pay all my bills, I'm lucky. If I have 50 cents to my name, I'm lucky. Folks, you see this bowl I'm holding? For those of you watching on the video platforms, this bowl here has loose change in it. This is what I use to take... The loose change is, is what I use to take take a bus. And right now it's mostly pennies in there. Hardly any... I think I've got less than... 50 cents in silver in there. But let's face it, when when you're piss poor and, and don't have a, a pot to piss in per se, you got to do whatever it takes. And this broadcast is a, is a long-time labor of love for me. You know, dedicated to my mother and, and over the last couple of years dedicated to my brother as well because they encur- they both encouraged me to do, you know, what I, what I feel in my heart is the right thing to do, and that's why I'm doing this still. If it wasn't for that kind of encouragement, that kind of uh, positive encouragement from family and from a lot of my friends too, this broadcast quite literally would fade to black and there would be no Firefox News online. But we're here, live, large, and in charge, and in part thanks to many of my viewers and listeners who donate to this broadcast. If it weren't for you, I would be out of business. And we need alternative media because the mainstream media is is constantly lying to us. They're constantly out to fuck us over. They're, they're trying to convince us that the Democrats are the only way to go and blah, 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 and give me a break. Okay, enough of my uh, ranting and raving. It's not, about, it's not about me, okay? I don't want to make this about me. Shit. I ain't, I ain't that important. <clears throat> I can say that with certainty. Well, I'll tell you what, folks. I got another clip for you. This one is in regards to Joe Biden. You're going to love this. Well, Christina Bob over at One American News called out Joe Biden's methods to lie his way into the presidency. Yeah. He's the, he, he, he is the liar and thief. He's trying to steal this. Here we go. Joe, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are under criminal investigation for corruption, extortion threats, potential money laundering, receiving bribes from China, Russia, and the Ukraine, among a host of other potential crimes. That's according to the Senate Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee report issued a little over a week ago. Committee Chairman Ron Johnson has stated the investigation continues, and he intends to uncover why the Bidens received so much money from our adversaries, and what did they do with it? 
And why did so many Obama administration officials cover for them? Conservatives have been up in arms about the fact that Joe Biden hasn't accounted for Hunter Biden's receipt of millions of dollars from our enemies. He dodged all the pertinent questions in the debate, and Chris Wallace did not force him to answer the questions. Joe Biden has been lying his way through politics his whole career. Why wouldn't he just make up some smooth lies, sweep it under the rug, and get on with the debate? He can't. He's under criminal investigation. Any decent attorney would advise a client in the same situation to invoke his right to remain silent. Once invoked, a suspect can no longer be questioned. It's a beautiful privilege we have in the United States and a right Joe Biden desperately needs to invoke. The problem? Well, he's running for president. Invoking his Fifth Amendment right could be perceived by some that he committed a crime. Joe Biden has the right to remain silent, except he can't because he's running for president. Anything he says can and will be used against him in a court of law. He has the right to an attorney. If he can't afford one, one will be appointed for him. Working his way to avoid answering the questions is the next best thing Biden can hope for, second only to invoking his right to remain silent. If he acknowledges anything about the bribes, illicit payments, money laundering from China or anything else, Joe Biden could implicate himself in a crime. So he has to figure out a way to remain silent without appearing to remain silent. So how does he do it? He gets the media and mediators like Chris Wallace to help him out and give him enough wiggle room to avoid the question. Chris Wallace is a smart man. He knew that he needed to debate Trump for Biden because Biden doesn't have the cognitive ability to debate Trump. Do you really think Wallace believes that Joe Biden is smart enough or capable enough to be president? Why would Wallace cover for Biden? He knows he's under a criminal investigation. Why give Biden the wiggle room to avoid incriminating himself? It's clear the media, including Chris Wallace, doesn't care that Biden's policies are bunk and would tank the United States. They're letting him out of the question. Will Joe Biden pass the Supreme Court? He didn't say. Why did Hunter Biden get billions from China and millions from Ukraine and Russia? He didn't really say. Will Biden ban fracking? Unclear. Does he support the Green New Deal? No, but yes. Does he want to open the economy? Yes, but no. Does any law enforcement agency support Joe Biden? No, that one's clear. Will Biden institute a mask mandate? Maybe. In reality, politicians have been lying about their intentions for decades. The difference now is that Joe Biden's lies and obscuring fact is contrasted with President Trump's transparency. President Trump is the most transparent president in our history. Standing Biden's corruption next to Trump's transparency makes Biden's secrets that much easier to identify. Biden is in trouble. He sold his soul, along with the American people, to China, Russia, and the Ukraine. The question at this point is, who else did too? A second Trump term would allow the time to complete the investigation, and that terrifies them. Who is behind it all? I'd love to hear your thoughts on current events. If you have questions you'd like me to ask the panel, send your comments and questions. All right. Gunslinger, you heard what this young lady said. What do you say? Well, I can't disagree with her because she's right. (laughs) She nails it right on the head every time, just like Mark Dice does. Uh, they're not going to put out any fake news, obviously, you know. 
But the other hand, the other side, they do that all the time just to make themselves look good. I mean, what do you want, fake news, or you want the real truth like these people are, are doing? I'll take these people <laughs> any day of the week. Go ahead. Yeah, you see, this is why I, I've been watching more of One American News uh, as opposed to uh, as to Fox, because Fox News uh, well, it it was my opinion of Fox News was cemented when uh, Chris Wallace was moderating that de- was debating in that debate. He wasn't moderating. He was he was debating Trump. He was the surrogate debater. Okay, and and I agree with with Christina Bob on that wholeheartedly because if because in watching that debate. I couldn't believe the way Chris Wallace was treating the president either. He barely admonished uh, Biden at all. And even before that, weeks ago, when uh, Newt Gingrich was on outnumbered during the daytime, what did two of the ladies over there do? Uh, Melissa, Melissa Francis basically censored him from bringing up George Soros. And so did Marie Harth, which left uh, Harris Faulkner speechless. But I don't think it would have mattered, even if, even if Harris Faulkner had said something, because the, the direction that Fox News is taking sadly, is way, way over to the left. They're, 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 they're getting as, they are as bad as CNN and MSNBC. And, that, and that's a shame, because when they first started out, they weren't like that. I guess they feel they have to stoop to that level to, to make themselves be, look better than the other two. And I don't agree with that at all. But one thing is for certain. You heard what she said. I want to, I want to play the opening of that one more time in regards to the to the charges. So hold on a second. Questions? Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are under criminal investigation for corruption, extortion threats, potential money laundering receiving bribes from China, Russia, and the Ukraine, among a host of other potential crimes. That's according to the Senate Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee report issued a little over a week ago. Now, that got by me. That actually got by me, and I, don't, I, I can't believe that, that actually happened. But if they're being investigated... For all of this, the question now becomes, will there actually be a criminal indictment against them? Biden's not the vice president anymore, and he's only a candidate, and his son ain't shit. He's a piece of shit, but he ain't shit. So now the question really becomes, will there be a criminal indictment against the Bidens? 
your thoughts, Gun? That's a good question. Um, will there be? <laughs> I I don't know. Should uh, Clinton, Comrade Clinton, should be indicted? Yeah. What are they waiting for? I don't know. Uh, hopefully, when Trump gets back in, or well, he's going to be in anyway, maybe we'll see it. we got four more years, okay? Uh, with, you know, with what she did, with what uh, Biden did, openly committing blackmail and extortion right there on, right, right there on, on camera, admitted to it. I mean, can you believe that? He sat there and admitted to blackmailing, extortion, all that shit. And he's running for president. <laughs> Only in America. Wow. So that goes to show you how fucked up the judicial system is. Okay. Hopefully it's getting better. Maybe it will. The more Trump drains the swamp, maybe the more that these people will maybe go to jail. It's, it's, it's anything's possible, you know. Uh, how likely, we'll, we'll have to see. Because, like I said, you're dealing with people that has money. Joe Biden not broke. Neither is Comrade Clinton. You know, with all that money that the Clinton Foundation has embezzled over the years. So she's sitting pretty. Joe Biden's sitting pretty, too. Uh, I'm sure he could get a loan from his son, you know, with all the millions and millions and millions of dollars he got. So money's not the object. It's not the object for them. I mean, they have money. It depends on which way you spend it. Do you spend it for good? That's one thing. But if you spend it for bad, you know, it's just like the old saying goes. You know, the law is like a whore. The more you fucking pay it, the more you can fuck it. Okay? And that's true. That's really true. Sad, sad to say, but today, and with the judicial system of today, you got that money, shit. Limit. <laughs> yeah, and I th I think uh, I th I think that what we're, we're what we have in our midst uh, when it comes to to the to the the overall corruption uh, coming from people like Biden, people like the Clintons, uh, the hostage holder and thief, Obama. Eric Holder, Brennan, Clapper, Comey, the list the list goes on and on and on and on. And you know, I'm of the mindset that you know if you have the evidence to go after a criminal indictment, do it. Don't sit on it. Don't wait for it. Don't wait until after the election is over. Do it. Question becomes, really, will they? Because the way I see it is, is, is this. The longer they wait, the harder it may become. But if the evidence is clear and they have the evidence to do it, what are they waiting for? What are they truly waiting for? If they're waiting until after Trump is elected, then 
it's a disaster. And one thing that I don't think anyone has, has given much thought to, and I want to raise this with you, Gunslinger, is Trump wins the election. He wins re-election uh, in November. If the Congress remains in control of the Democrats, and God forbid the Senate turns Democrat-controlled, then they're going to go after him for impeach. They're going to go after him to impeach him again. Only the next time, when it goes to a Senate trial, something tells me they'll succeed at getting him out of office. So, America, you need to you need to really step up to the plate. Get out and vote. If you didn't vote by mail or anything like that. And you're 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 going to and you want to vote. My advice is really really strong and sincere. Get out of the house. Get to the polling place. Unfortunately, you'll have to social distance and wear a mask. But you know what? Do it. Do whatever it takes. We've got to keep the Senate in control of the Republicans, and we've got to see the Congress flipped Republican and keep President Trump in for a second term. It's all up to you. And if you're sitting there listening to the, to the mainstream media and you're tired of their lies, well, then it becomes more imperative to get out and vote. It truly does. All right. So, going through the uh let's go and take a look here real fast. Okay, let me go to this page here. Bear with me, folks. Now, check this out. The gaff machine strikes again. Uh, hang on a second. I gotta wait. See if this. Okay, that's what I was waiting for. Uh, Joe Biden has landed in hot water over a viral clip of him suggesting why people were able to quarantine during the coronavirus pandemic. Biden is heard saying in the clip, they're saying, geez, the reason I was able to stay sequestered in my home is because some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf. 
The 10-second clip, which was originally shared on September 29th, was just a snippet of comments the Democratic nominee made during a September 15 roundtable with veterans in Tampa, Florida. In the expanded remarks, Biden had expressed a positive tone in dealing with the problems the country faces, particularly the ones that stem from the coronavirus outbreak. He said that he's more optimistic than I've ever been in my whole, my whole career. Okay? And they say, well, why in the hell would you say that, Biden? You just talked about all these difficulties. Well, I'll tell you why. Because the American people, the blinders have been taken off, Biden told the roundtable attendees. They've all of a sudden seen a hell of a lot, of, a hell of a lot clearer. They're saying, geez, the reason I was able to stay sequestered in my home is because some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf. Or a young Hispanic is out there. These dreamers are out there, 60,000 of them acting as first responders and nurses and docs. Or all of a sudden, people are realizing, my Lord, these people have done so much, not just black, white, across the board, have done so much for me. We can do this. We can get things done. And I think they're ready. Biden's remarks didn't go viral until Monday after they were amplified by Turning Point USA senior contributor Rob Smith. The former vice president was slammed on social media with critics calling the comments racist and joking about the Biden campaign calling it calling a lid. What? And the black folks still giving him a pass? National Diversity Coalition for Trump CEO Dr. Darrell Scott ex- exclaimed, You ain't black if you ain't stocking a grocery shelf for Joe Biden? Political commentator Dave Rubin quipped, alluding to Biden's infamous You Ain't Black gaffe from earlier this year. This should spark a lot of conversation about the morality of the lockdowns and how We've made lower-income Americans into human shields. Ricochet editor Bethany Mandel tweeted, Many suggested that there would be an enormous uproar if President Trump or a Republican were caught saying what Biden said. Imagine the media's reaction if Trump said this. Real Clear Politics co-founder and President Tom Bevan said, Close your eyes. Picture Trump saying this. Now picture the media reaction. Enjoy your evening, the Hill media reporter Joe Concha exclaimed. Image at real Donald Trump or any Republican saying what Joe Biden said here. Daily Wire contributor Harry Hackatrain, I think it sounds pronounced, I'm not sure, Similarly, similarly expressed, the Biden campaign did not respond to the media for request for a request for comment. And no surprise there, huh, folks? It appears the account of the pro-Trump Twitter user 
who originally shared the video clip, has been suspended sometime Monday evening. In May, Biden had to walk back comments he made to Breakfast Club host Charlemagne the God when he said, you ain't black, to black voters who were still undecided between supporting him or President Trump in the election. In August, the former VP was similarly in damage control mode when he appeared to disparage the diversity of the black community, saying, unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community with incredibly different attitudes about different things. A little reminder of what Mr. M- Mr. Biden is all about. They always, the left always attacks President Trump, calling him a racist, calling him a white supremacist, and everything else. And yet we've learned since the debate that Trump denounced white supremacy. He denounced the KKK. He denounced David Duke. But the media doesn't care about that because as far as they're concerned, he never did that. Even though he's said it numerous times over the years. Joe Biden, I'll say it right now, clear as glass. Joe Biden is a racist. He's a racist. His words speak volumes. But that's just my opinion. And I'm probably not the only one who feels that way either. Gun? Well, you know, with everything that he has said, just like statements that he just laid there, uh, yeah, he's a racist. But they call Trump a racist, okay? When he has done more for the black community and the Hispanic community and Latinos and all that good stuff. Any more than any president really in history. Not just in the past few years history. I mean in the past history of the entire country. Okay. And how can black people still support Joe Biden is fucking beyond me. Well, shows their intelligence, obviously. But you still got your smart blacks out there that vote for Trump because they realize what good they have that, that he has done for their own kind, okay? And Trump hasn't got a racist fucking bone in his fucking body. Give me a fucking break. I mean, you got to be stupid to believe that. But there's a lot of people, a lot of stupid people out there, okay? <laughs> Dime a dozen, <laughs> the old thing goes. So, yeah, I can, you know, these people still continue to say that he's a racist, a racist, a racist which they have no proven facts that he is. Okay, he denounced, you know, the KKK and all them people. Okay. Um, so, how's he racist? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> like to know that myself. <laughs> well, believe me when I tell you, Biden has proven time and again that he is, A, not to be trusted, and B, that he's the one who comes from the party of racism. 
I mean, these liberal fact-checkers about a month or so ago were saying that the Democratic Party did not found the KKK. Wow, where did that come from? Could it be because alternative media outlets like, 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 like Firefox News Online and many others have put it out there time and again ad infinitum? And they finally caught on and said, oh, no, 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 we got to squash that because it, it's true, but we, we got to make sure that people know it's not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's, that's where it comes down to who do you believe and who do you trust? <clears throat> All right, now. According to the Washington Examiner, Andrew Cuomo vows to close religious institutions that don't abide by 50% capacity limit. Here we go again, folks. King Cuomo I is at it again. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo called for stronger enforcement of his capacity limits on religious institutions and vowed to shut down any institution found in violation of them. Cuomo blamed the reopening of schools and large events held at religious institutions for the uptick in coronavirus cases in the state. He pointed to photographs of recent large religious gatherings and said that he will be having law enforcement watch religious centers to ensure their compliance with the 50% capacity limit. If you do not agree to enforce the rules, then we'll close the institutions down. I am prepared to do that. The enforcement will help the community. If the rule is no more than 50% of the people in a black church, I want someone at the door when 50% enter the church. A person there who says to the pastor, you agreed to follow the rules, that's 50%, that's it, or we close it down, Cuomo said. It does not work without enforcement, but both of those conditions have to be in place. And if I do not have the agreement from the religious community directly as a starting point, then we will close down the religious institutions, he added. Cuomo and New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio have frustrated religious institutions with strict limitations on in-person gatherings such as funerals or weddings, especially in Orthodox Jewish communities. Cuomo said he would meet with leaders in the Orthodox Jewish community to detail his plans to enforce capacity limits in synagogues after several neighborhoods with large Orthodox populations had upticks in coronavirus cases. Okay. Churches, if I remember correctly, President Trump said churches are essential. Governor Cuomo, I don't know if you understand the unconstitutional legality of what you're doing. But understand this. 
people, regardless of whether they're Catholic, Protestant, Lutheran, Episcopalian, Jewish, Buddhist, whatever, need to be able to go to their respective churches, especially now more than ever, because this whole situation has become a problem for them spiritually. Now, I haven't attended church in a long, 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 long time. But on the day, on the Sundays that I decide to go, if I get told we've reached our 50% capacity and I get turned away, that's when I say to, to the people at the door, how can you turn someone away who is here to ask God for help along with everyone else? How can you shut down a church, a source of spiritual congregation for people who are right now being misled by the media, being misled by Democrats, being misled as to the truth about this pandemic? Well, you know what? This is another way to keep the masses afraid. And it's getting tiresome. And New York, you better wake up. For the people that called folks in Dutchess County and south of Dutchess County rhinos and don't really know what they're talking about, Thank you for putting that stupid-ass moron, Cuomo, back in the governor's mansion. i got to thank you for that. You know why? Because you could have had a better governor in the governor's office, someone who would have fought for us. Dead, you called us all rhinos, Republicans in name only. Uh, Newsflash, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm a conservative registered independent. So I guess you could call me an I know because I know better than you. Gunn, what do you say to what what the governor's threatening to do in regards to religious institutions? I can say one thing, he's a fucking idiot. And I've never been to New York. Okay? We don't really want to go to New York. <laughs> not with idiot not with idiots like that in control of cities like New York City and the whole state. For that uh I you know, the I don't know. These people in in my opinion in New York is never gonna change. Okay, because it's a cesspool of liberals, okay? That's liberal land, okay? And, you know, maybe once in a great while something might change. You know, a broken clock is, is right twice a day. But other than that, I don't see New York is ever, ever changing. Unless they get another mayor in there, what's his name? 
Giuliani or whatever his name was, he did a good job, in my opinion, from what the stories and the news articles that I've read. They did a good job, okay, being mayor new. Well, look. I don't think you're going to be able to get anybody else but liberals in there because they've expanded their their screwballism further and further. Yeah, well, New York is predominantly Democrat, unfortunately, which means the liberal base is out there. And a lot of the Democrat votes for the governor's office come out of New York City. The problem, as I see it, is we need – when I say we, I'm talking about people who actually give a fuck about the state of New York, who give a fuck about the people of this state. Okay, What we all need to do is we need to tell these folks – you see what Cuomo is doing. Now I'm talking to the, the to the to the people in the Orthodox Jewish community. I'm talking to you. Right now, I'm talking to you. Look at what the governor is proposing to do. Look at what the governor has done. Do you truly believe he's in your he's doing things in your best interest? Do you actually believe that de Blasio is doing things in your best interest? If the answer is no to both, then you need to start stepping up to the plate and saying, look, you haven't done squat for us. Now you're threatening to shut us down if, we, if, we're, over our 50, if we're over 50% capacity. That goes against the – there's nothing constitutional about what you're proposing to do, okay? What you're talking about doing in no uncertain terms is taking away religious freedom. So to the people in the, or, to the, people in the Orthodox Jewish community – to the people in the Roman Catholic community, to the people in the Episcopal community, to every religious community across the state, not just in New York City. If you're sick and tired of the, of the governor imposing his draconian will, maybe it's time you started doing something about it by voting him out of office. Vote Cuomo out. Don't vote another Democrat in. Vote Cuomo out. Vote de Blasio out. You'd be surprised. You vote a Republican in there, you may actually see New York City bounce back better, stronger than ever before. You vote a Republican into the governor's mansion, you could see this state of New York bounce back better, stronger than ever before. But the only way that's going to happen, the only way you're going to see that happen is you have to get up off your butts and decide 
which is better for for for, the, for for your neighbors, your family, your friends, and even the people you don't even know? Would you rather have another Democrat in there that could do even worse? Or would you rather put a Republican in there and give a Republican a chance? Remember when George Pataki was the governor of the state of New York? George did a lot better for the state than uh, a Democrat did. I know George Pataki. Christ, I've known him for years. He did a he did a good job. Rob Astorino would have made a hell of a governor. But a lot of you folks out there watching and listening to me right now in the state of New York that decided to torpedo his chances didn't even give him a chance. Well, now, when the governor's race comes up again, don't listen to the hype. It's time to do what's right. Look at what Governor Cuomo did in the nursing home scandal. That alone should tell you something. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out, America. If you've got a Democrat controlling your state or your city and things have turned to shit and it's time for a change. It's past time. No matter where I've gone in the state of New York, I've seen what liberal policies have done to this state. I watch a lot of these uh, live streams, which I'm not too thrilled with at times. But you saw through some of the live streams over the last couple of months, where the rioting, the looting, and the destruction of businesses and homes have taken place, and people getting shot and killed because they dared to go against Antifa and or BLM. How many people have to lose their lives because... Everybody and their brother is saying, defund the police, defund the police, defund the police. How many people who want to gather with their, their fellows at church, how many of them have to be turned away or see their churches closed because a governor threatens to do what Cuomo has threatened to do? What's it going to take, America, to wake you up? Democrats don't give a shit about you or me or anyone else. The fact is the Democrats are turning this country into a shithole whenever they take control. And if Joe Biden takes the White House and if the Democrats are allowed to keep, this, keep the Congress and take over the Senate, kiss America goodbye because they will turn everything that has been positive in this country under Trump and destroy it. They will have us trading with China again. 
and they will literally, and I do mean literally, turn America into a third world shithole. It almost happened for eight years under Obama. And he was not a president. He was a hostage holder and thief. And his vice and his vice hostage holder and thief, Joe Biden, looks to do <clears throat> everything that Obama did only a hundred thousand times worse. <clears throat> Gunslinger, I'll give you the final, the final, uh, I'll give you the final word of the night. Well, like I said, until you know places like New York start to throw these idiots out, I don't see it changing anytime soon. Okay, uh, it just doesn't make any logical sense. You keep putting in the same problem, same problem every time, day in, day out. Until you change that problem, logic, logistically speaking, you're going to have that same problem. I don't care how you look at it. So, no matter who's in the president, no matter who's in the in the Supreme Court, until you get rid of the core problem, which is liberals in that state, and keep them out of government, you're gonna get what you get. Right? You're gonna get the same thing like you got today, only for the next no telling how many decades. Well, I thought you would have the final word, but actually, I think uh, Flycatch said it said said something here that we can all agree to. It's all about getting rid of religion and making the state your god. How true. Well, that's it for this edition of Firefox News Online. I'm George Sinzer, and for the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. Be sure to tune in to the Tuesday night edition where we'll do it all over again. Y'all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. And if you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, do not name it after me. That's all I ask. Until next time, America, be good to one another. And remember, it's up to all of us this election to protect our God-given rights, to protect our country from liberalism, that brain-eating disorder. We're out of here. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part, without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Send your comments to us by writing comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. Also, if you have any stories or topic ideas you'd like to share with us, send them to WeReport at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's WeReport at FirefoxNewsOnline.com. And be sure to check Facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. That's Facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. For the links to the live broadcasts of Firefox News Online on the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network. Be sure to use hashtag FFNOP. That's hashtag FFNOP to trend this broadcast and all Firefox News Online broadcasts globally on social media. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next edition.
let it be written. So let it be done. <laughs>